0: Hello, and welcome to episode 5 of the Courtside Podcast, an NBA podcast. This episode is brought to you by YouTube channels Highway Temptation and Captain Barbo, who will be making new content later on this week. So don't forget to look for that, and as well as subscribe to the channel. Good evening, everybody, and it is finally done with. The regular season for the NBA has ended with the 30 teams playing 82 games and finishing out the entire season, and now the smoke is cleared for the NBA playoffs to appear, Right now, the Eastern Conference with the Miami Heat taking the first seed guaranteed was passed this last week. However, the seeding was still going back and forth between the Eastern Conference's second all the way to the fourth seed. As well as a play-in as well. We'll go into that later on in this episode. In the Western Conference, the Dallas Mavericks and the Golden State Warriors are going back and forth to see who would finish off with that third seed. However, Klay Thompson's 41-piece against the New Orleans Pelicans gets the job done in winning that game. They control the third seed as they go against Denver in that first round. And then the Mavericks will have to go against a highly efficient offense in the Utah Jazz with Donovan Mitchell leading that group. But... Besides that, let's go right into it for the Eastern Conference right now to tell you the matchups after the 82 games that we saw in the regular season with the Miami Heat obviously being the number one seed, as I did say before. They go against the future seed in the play-in. And then after that, we have Philadelphia going against Toronto, which I believe will probably be one of the more series that – we kind of know what the outcome is, but we'll still want to see that on national television just because I'm kind of curious with Toronto, who has been kind of hot of late with Pascal Siakam showing out a little bit more on why he is that all-star caliber player with a couple of 30 pieces here and there for him. And as well, Nick Nurse, defensively, he's a great coach. And I want to see what he does against the MVP candidate, Joel Embiid, as well as against James Harden. After that, we have the Bucks who ended up benching everybody on the roster's starting lineup besides Drew Holiday, which I believe only played about 2 seconds, 3 seconds, or whatever it was. I mean, basically what happened was that Mike Bodenhoser wanted Drew Holiday to get his money in. Drew, on his contract, apparently has a play a X, num- X number of games, would basically get a 200 plus K bonus if he did. So... They had him starting tonight, and then he fouls immediately, gets sent to the bench, and that's going to be considered as a day's work of cash as he does get that bonus for him. So good job for Drew Holiday for getting in that extra dough, and good job for Milwaukee for finishing off this season with a 50-plus win season. However, Milwaukee does lose against Cleveland in horrific fashion as they bench out all their star players there in the land so they lose that one against cleveland and they drop all the way to the third seed which means that the boston celtics who i believe were probably the only team out there in the eastern conference that didn't bench any of their starters or rested anybody for the playoffs they decided to go full blast against the memphis grizzlies who benched their entire starting lineup as well as a couple of undercast members to win out in memphis and they take the second seed which basically means that they guarantee themselves The first two rounds of the playoffs will be home court advantage in TD Garden. And the Boston Celtics will go off against whoever comes out of the play-in tournament as the seventh seed. Which elephant in the room could possibly be the Brooklyn Nets. Could be, then again, anybody because everybody is so damn close to each other. But we'll go right into that later on as we go to the Western Conference here to matchups. The Phoenix Suns with the best record in the NBA will go against the future Apes seed from the play-in tournament in the Western Conference. And then the next one is actually really interesting because the Mavericks and the Utah Jazz, which I said before, was kind of down to the wire on Sunday to see who would even take that fourth or third seed. The Mavericks bench Luka Doncic, who apparently strained his left calf and was ruled out for the rest of the regular season finale against San Antonio. Might. My- possibly affect this playoff matchup in the first round we don't know exactly how serious that strain in the right calf is but my apologies the left calf is but it could possibly affect him in that first or two games against utah and that'll be huge because even though they are playing in dallas but at the same time I mean, Luka Doncic is that team. He is that identity for that offense, either being the facilitator, the scorer, or whatever you want to call it. He is that offense in the Dallas Mavericks. He is Mavericks, as uh, MGK would probably say. But basically, that franchise is in the best kind of loop right now with Luka Doncic that they ever had since drafting him. In the past four years. So it should be interesting to see how Luka battles on that cap strain. And goes against an efficient offensive team in the Utah Jazz. Who apparently seem to be always in contention in the Western Conference every single year. But barely make it out to the Western Conference Finals. So we'll see how they fare against a difficult first round matchup in the Dallas and then the next series across that as I mentioned before will be Golden State Warriors against the Denver Nuggets which I think will be really interesting just because of the MVP race I mean Jokic, highly considered player for the MVP no doubt about that is he the favorite in my eyes I don't believe so but to many other boards he's a top five in the MVP so I think that this first round will definitely be another solidify attribute If he does make it out of the first round against Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green, all healthy in the first round, that would be huge. Plus, Golden State, they have death. They have young guys out there like Jordan Poole, who's obviously been everywhere in the NBA. I mean, I just love Poole. Poole is... I, I mean, I can't get enough of him. I can't wait for him to be in this playoff series, especially with Golden State now considered to be contenders after the first time in, like, what, three, couple of years? So, it'll be a really interesting matchup over there as Golden State will host... Denver in that first game and then of course the Memphis Grizzlies who were kind of locked in that second seed for a long time will go against the future seven seed coming out of the play-in for the Western Conference and speaking of the play-ins we're going to go straight into that right now this episode will probably be majority of play-in talk as we get settled in for that play-in tournament that'll be considered I believe all week Because the first game will be on Tuesday, April 12th, and then after that, the games will follow at April 13th, and then the last bit will be played on Friday. And to kind of explain how the rotation is going to be like with the TV schedules, it's going to be on April 12th, that Tuesday, which I mentioned before, the 7th and 8th seeds for both conferences will be playing that night. Now at 7 p.m. on TNT, we have the Brooklyn Nets going against the Cleveland Cavaliers in Brooklyn at Barclays Center. The Brooklyn Nets had clinched their 7th seed spot after winning out in Brooklyn against the Indiana Pacers on Sunday. And then Cleveland secures themselves, at least for the 8th spot, after beating out the Milwaukee Bucks in dominating fashion. And this will be a game that I feel will be everyone's top watch list for that Tuesday I'm not saying people won't really care about the 930 game with the Western Conference 7-8 seed but this is probably the biggest story of this play-in tournament can the Brooklyn Nets who are struggling midway through the season due to injury and as well as Kyrie Irving going back and forth with New York legislation trying to get something done with the COVID restrictions can they still be considered contenders and this is actually something that I even talked about in my last episode on episode four last week I do believe they're still contenders. However, I do not believe, even if they win out this play-in or lose in this game and somehow get the eighth seed, I do not believe they make it out the first round. There's a reason why the Miami Heat are there in the first seed. There's a reason why the Boston Celtics are there in the second seed. The Miami Heat, with injuries going midway through the season, still keeping it together. Coach Spo is probably the best coach in the Eastern Conference right now. And the Boston Celtics, we're talking about the a team with what the second best record right now in the nba since january two all-star caliber players in jalen brown and jason Tatum, who are, are taking a tear up this season and then now they finally have a bench with good death and young guys and nothing to take away from brooklyn but i don't believe they can take on miami or boston in a seven game series that's the way i'm thinking that both of those teams are playing right now but with that being said The Brooklyn Nets will be trying to find themselves with the 7th seed if they win that game against Cleveland. And if they lose that game, they would have to go on to play against the winners of the ninth and 10th seed matchup we'll be talking about later on in this podcast. So Brooklyn Nets are still undecided. And as well, we have to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers, who have been unfortunately struggling as of late for the past couple of days just because of injuries. I mean, Garrett Allen has been out since, I believe, midway March. And then Evan Mobley, the rookie out of uh, UCL. My apologies, the rookie out of Southern Cal, who I have to say was probably a dark horse beginning this year for Rookie of the Year, will be now back with the team. He was actually, I believe, back... First, I want to say around Friday, maybe possibly Thursday. But no matter the less, he's been with the team for less than a week playing games. So they have him back. So they have a center presence there against Brooklyn. And the last time they actually played against Brooklyn was this Friday, last Friday. And that was a close game as Brooklyn, who took up that team on a fire brigade in that first quarter. I believe they scored almost 34 points on them in that first quarter. And then... Had a 17 point lead that dropped all the way down in the third quarter as the Cleveland Cavaliers took a seven point lead in that Friday game late. And then the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant, who has been playing like a madman offensively, passing the ball here and there. And I think Steve Nash is finally getting the idea that ball movement works. It's not about ISO play. So. The Brooklyn Nets ended up winning that game late, and that was a fun game to watch. I think that Tuesday game is going to be even better to watch just because of the implications of what the seeding will be and who Brooklyn could face or even Cleveland of who they can face because no matter who you play, you don't want to play another game in the play-in tournament. That's kind of the idea for all these teams. And going now to the 9:30 game for the 7-8 seed for the Western Conference. The Minnesota Timberwolves, which I believe should have been the sixth seed this year. However, of course, the Jokic is having a start study year, breaking franchise and NBA records. Minnesota goes on to host the Los Angeles Clippers for that play-in matchup. At 9.30 on TNT. And this will be interesting just because Paul George is back with the Clippers. The Clippers are obviously a team to be a threat of. They're really undecided if they want to be contenders or not. Of course, Kawhi Leonard could possibly make it back into the playoffs later on this year. Who knows how his injury looking like. But they bring back Paul George, Reggie Jackson, Ibaka is going to be there hopefully. And that Clippers roster has depth to make it through a first round series. Now, I'm not saying they would easily take on Phoenix or Memphis, but they'll make it interesting. No doubt they'll make it interesting. But Minnesota, I'm not too positive they're going to win this one, even though that they're hosting it. But, man, you got to love that team. That front office definitely made some moves in this offseason, plus Carl Anthony Towns is having a year. Anthony Edwards had a career night the other night, dropping about, I think it was like 49 he was just one point away from a 50-piece, and that's impressive, let alone for the fact that it's only his second year in the NBA. So that series might come down to the wire. I would definitely look in the play-in tournament for the Western Conference if you want to stay up that late on the East Coast. But if you don't, we still have more action the very next day, April 13th. That Wednesday will be at 7 p.m against the Atlanta Hawks hosting the Charlotte Hornets, which I think will be an interesting game because I have no idea where that's going to go. I really don't. I mean, Trey Young has been having a phenomenal year. He's leading, well, he led the NBA in points and as well as assists for the regular season, which was actually done by him before, but in the college level leading the D1 NCAA record for 2018 for points and assists as well, which I believe is the only player to do that ever. For both college and as well for the NBA, and they'll go against Lamelo and that hard Charlotte team to beat because they're such. I mean, it's it's in the name. They're the Swarm. Their offense swarms right there to the basket. They're quick off the perimeter, and Terry Rozier and Lamelo Ball, which I've always been a huge fan of of that front court presence. I think that they're definitely gonna be a team to look at. If they do win out in Atlanta, but then again, that that can go 50 50 because both of those teams are right now unpredictable. And then I'm, if I'm the loser of that seven and eighth seed in the East, I would not want to be playing against either of those teams. So that'll be an interesting game to look at right now because both of those teams still have a real chance of making the playoffs this year. And then the game after that at 9.30, the New Orleans Pelicans will host against the San Antonio Spurs, which the Spurs took over that 10th seed late in this year over the Los Angeles Lakers. And they'll hopefully try to do something with it. They're going to find a way to win in New Orleans, but I can't imagine if they can. Because I think that the Pelicans right now, with Brandon Ingram finally getting a groove back, it will come out and make some sort of a splash in the play-in tournament. Now, do I see them, or at least any of these teams, at the ninth and tenth spot in the Western Conference coming out of the play in tournament? I really don't. I really don't. I feel like whoever comes out on Tuesday game against Minnesota and Los Angeles will most likely be the seventh eighth seed. I don't think there's a doubt in my mind about that. The Eastern Conference is a different story, though. Because if Brooklyn loses, they'll have to go against Charlotte or Atlanta. And Atlanta beat out Brooklyn last time in crazy fashion I, I don't even remember the score of that game that was that game was a while back ago but still it was a game that took a lot of press and Kevin Durant had a 30-piece or whatever like that and still couldn't get the job done and then Charlotte of course is unpredictable I mean their defense is a little bit suspect but their offense can definitely match up with Brooklyn and Cleveland whoever comes out as a loser in that game So, it's going to be an interesting play-in. I'm definitely going to be glued onto the TV for the entire time. I don't want to miss a single bit of action. And I expect the same thing from everybody else because anything can happen. With this play-in tournament right now, we still don't know what the first round is going to look like because what if Brooklyn goes against Miami or Boston? As I said before, I don't really think that they're going to come out beating those teams. Because there's a reason why miami and boston are the first and second seed for a reason plus not even that i believe after the game in the locker room there was even some video on instagram of Jalen brown saying that you know doesn't matter who comes to us you know we're gonna be facing them in the first round or we're gonna be dominating so that's the type of mentality boston's coming out miami and coach Spo, which is probably the best coach right now not alone in the nba but the eastern conference will probably be coming with a mentality that we're a team. It's heat culture. We're going to get it done no matter who faces us. And it will be really interesting if Brooklyn makes it out and faces either of those squads. Either they take the 7th or 8th squad. And then, of course, as I said before, the Western Conference, unpredictable as it is, you never know how John Moran's going to look like in the playoffs now, especially if it goes against the Clippers or Minnesota. And that Memphis versus Minnesota, if that's a possibility, if that actually does happen, that would be an interesting series just because i want to see pat beverly get in the face of john morant i feel like that would be an absolute toxic relationship going back and forth on the court there but definitely would be interesting i see a young minnesota team going against probably the best memphis team we've seen since zebo and gasol but that looks to be kind of what the playoffs are shaping up to be right now. And those play-in tournaments are going to be played for the first games against the 7th and 8th seeded teams on April 12th this Tuesday. And then the 9th versus 10th seeds will be playing on Wednesday, the April 13th. And then, of course, the loser of that 7th and 8th bracket spots will go up against the winners of the 9th and 10th game, which will be played on Friday, which will basically be the decision-making game for the 8th seed. And that will wrap up this episode of the NBA Courtside Podcast. I know that we usually end it off with a sour note on getting away from the NBA, going to something that's going on in real life, kind of outside of the bubble of the NBA. But I have to say, this will be a really interesting playoffs. I mean, I I can't really think of anything else all day. I'm probably going to go into work and just think of, man, what if this happens with Brooklyn? What if this happens with Cleveland? What if Minnesota somehow makes it all the way to the eighth seed and plays against Phoenix? What would Pat Beverly do with Chris Paul? And I didn't even think about that till now. I mean, because the last time they met in the playoffs, I remember that Chris Paul got pushed straight into the back of Patrick Beverly. And that would be definitely... A trash talk series. I would love to see that in the first round. We have a lot of action coming up. And don't forget to look for the episode 6 of the Courtside Podcast as we will shape up next episode with the playing tournament all finished and done. I want to thank you for joining in and don't forget to subscribe.